America Girls. Okay, welcome back to the Merker Girls podcast. This week, um, you've got, again, two out of three of us. Yeah. Me, Abby. Me, Allie. And we have a very special guest this mm-hmm. week, an old pal. Introduce yourself. <laughs> um, it's it's me, Ariel. I'm here. <laughs> okay, so here's what we're doing this week. Jenny, bitch that she is, is out of town in Florida. Terrible. So we are moving on without her. I hate her today. Mm-hmm. Um. So we brought Ariel on um, because we, I've been thinking about discussing like, okay, not everybody wants to have kids. Not everybody chooses that for their future. So really the question is, why would you have children? And Ariel has been asking that for years. <laughs> so uh, long. So long. <laughs> so she is has agreed to sit with us and chat about why anyone would want to have children. Let me give you a little bit of background on Ariel. I have known Ariel since you were 15. Does that sound right? Oh my god. Probably 15 or 14. Oh my lord. A long time. I know Ariel. I was her youth group leader. And my he mentor. My mentor. Oh, oh yeah. so nice. <laughs> this is my first memory of Ariel. I showed up to a birthday party that she was throwing <laughs> for a friend of ours. Not a not a real birthday party. A half birthday party. It was yeah. very confusing. Oh, that's uh-huh. weird. And you jumped on the hood of my car while I was moving. I did that. <laughs> Uh, that's probably yeah. one of the most risky things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Literally. So. Like, I, like, think back and I'm like, that's very out of character. And we <laughs> didn't really know each other then. Yeah. Bull yeah. move. Also, that party was in <laughs> April for a girl whose birthday is in December. Yeah, <laughs> it confused me. Literally, to this day, I'm still yeah. confused about when remember. your birthday is, Rachel Curry. Anyway, so Aaron and I have been friends now then for a very long time. That's like 15 years. Yeah, man. Is that right? Yeah. Um, literally half my life. That's insane. Oh, okay. God. You're basically yeah. my own mom. I basically yeah. am your mom. <laughs> I'm four years older than her, mind you, dear listener. Um, <laughs> okay, so Ariel, how long have you been married? Uh, it will be eight years in, ju- in June. Yeah. Crazy. June 1st. I know. So tell us sort of your, I don't know, perspective, your thoughts on like kids and stuff and mom life. And let's hear from you. Children, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm not a mom, you know, as you've said. I I feel like it's weird. Like some people are born like knowing they want to be moms, you know. And I am not that person. Um, <laughs> I have a dog, so uh, I feel like he's sort of my child now. But you know, <laughs> we we just like our life. Like I feel like. Whenever I think about kids, my my literal question is like, why? I have like moral apprehensions about bringing a child into the world. Like Mm -hmm. I have like practical apprehensions. Like what will that do to my marriage? Like literally every aspect of like having children (laughs) is my question. And and it's weird because without such a strong desire to have them, like I'm in all these apprehensions, it's just sort of like, would I choose to do that? I don't really know. Mm -hmm. And what sucks about that is that, like, it's hard to ask parents 
this question um, mm-hmm. because obviously most normal people love <laughs> love their kids, right? So you have a baby and you like love your kid and then your non-parent friend is like, why did you have this kid? And you're like, I love this kid. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, but like, but why did you have them? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, it's almost like offensive to ask someone, yeah. why did mm-hmm. you choose this? But I really, it is a choice. So I don't know. I feel like it's kind of hard to like have the conversation to begin with with people that's kind of where i'm coming from it's like a lot of Mm -hmm. questions i'm just not really convinced yet that like uh, it's for me i didn't really ask you a specific question no um (laughs) that's okay um (laughs) welcome to just my inner life this is ariel's monologue scene (laughs) okay I was doing a little reading. I was reading an article from Psychology Today that was saying that the number of women that have cho- that are choosing today not to have children has obviously dramatically increased since I don't know they started <laughs> recording studies on this, which was like in the seventies, and now it's like it's almost twenty percent of women today are like mm, I'll pass. And it seems like a lot of it is to do with, I got career aspirations, or I've got, I want to travel, I've got got things that I want to do, and children don't really fit in. So there are some, for sure, who are choosing, no, I I don't want that. And I think, I guess I'll share a little bit about my perspective, and then Allie has a different perspective also, because she... She didn't choose it either, um, initially. <laughs> chose me. But I think, you know, I, I can relate. I feel like for most of my... Like, I don't have this, like, real strong maternal streak in me that like, needs to mother. I, you know, it's like, I think kids are sort of fun. They're just funny. Uh, <laughs> small little critters. But, yeah, I mean, I it was always intimidating, and I hated the thought of being pregnant. And um, I, and it turns out I did hate being pregnant. Um, that was <laughs> that was an accurate perspective for me. Mm-hmm. And then I think at one point I had been married about four years, and I was 29, and it was like a switch flipped. And I went from like, I mean, maybe, maybe. I, f- I think I felt like I'll probably have children because most women do. Sure. And I'm not so naive to like think. I, d- I just knew that most women change their mind. You know, most women who are like, I don't like kids eventually do end up having children. I'm sorry. Um, is that what I sound like? <laughs> <laughs> All <Yeah>. out. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Well, we'll play this back for you to hear what you sounded like earlier. I um, <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> but then I, it's not a real logical thing. Like it was like, I don't know if a biological clock is like a real, like, is mm-hmm. that scientifically proven? I have no idea. But all of a sudden a switch flipped and I was like, I need you to put a baby in me right now. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if need is too strong of a word, but it was like, all of a sudden I, I want this now. Hmm. Like. Let's go. Was any part of your rationale at that time, like, friends are having kids or siblings are having kids? Were there other yeah. factors that played into maybe now is the time? Probably. I mean, by that point, a lot of my peers were starting families. You had both of your children at that point. They were both born. I don't really I don't know what I can attribute it mm-hmm. to, honestly. But it was like, oh, I, I want to do this now. So I couldn't say that that happens to, like, everyone. Hmm. Not happened to you, correct? Uh-huh. 
I mean, no, not yet. I've, I've always kind of assumed that, though. I mean, that's sort of my assumption. Even now, I assume I'll have children someday just because that's what you do. But I had always, yeah, just kind of thought maybe something will start ticking. Need to reproduce. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm not really sure that I want to be in that boat. Like, I would still want it to be a choice. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, obviously, you still made a choice. But, like, I would... I feel like I would want other things to, like, convince me, you know, that it would be, like, Mm -hmm. good once Mm -hmm. it happened. (laughs) Yeah. The baby is is what I mean by it. Is the it. Yes. 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 The child. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Junior. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. Allie, walk us through a little bit more, like, what it was like for you. Like, okay, your first kid was a surprise, Mm -hmm. but not number two. Like, okay... What what was the difference? Like how far apart how'd are that they? Go? So they are two two and a half years apart. Okay. Yeah. So growing up, I I suppose I did want to be a mother. I couldn't wait to like have a family and be a mom and have a gaggle of kids. Abby, yeah, not so much growing up. Never really talked about or played the role of being the mom or the babysitter like mm-hmm. me and Jenny did. That's true. But yeah, I mean, even though I quote unquote wanted that all through my youth, yeah, when I was older, it was totally different when it came down to, oh, I'm married now. This is right in front of me. This is something we could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little more daunting at that point when it was reality, you know. And yeah, I guess we have a unique situation because we were only married a year and then had a surprise baby. Ooh. So <laughs> yeah, I guess in that case, I didn't totally have a choice uh, with the first. But certainly with the second, yeah, it was like, okay, we have one kid now. I just kind of personally felt like I didn't necessarily want my kid to be an only child. If we're going to have one, I felt like maybe that was because I grew up with siblings. I felt like, yeah, our kid should have other little ones to run around with so that maybe he's not, I don't know, total loner or what I thought he would end up like as an only child, but I didn't think it was pretty. (laughs) So it was like, okay, he's two. We can breathe again and think again. And I guess it's time to have a second. So at that point it was like, we are making a choice and it made sense because yeah, we didn't want the kids to be too far apart in age. And honestly, at the time I probably had some other friends maybe thinking about having kids. So it was like, Let's have our kid, our second, when some other people are having their first or seconds, so we can do life together. That's really appealing, was knowing I wasn't totally going to be alone with having kids because we knew other people having kids. So to me, that was huge because I just don't like doing anything alone. I want everyone else to, you know, join in in what I'm doing, and I want us all to experience everything together. Yes. Can you say extrovert? Extrovert, yes. So that was appealing, knowing our kid would have... Friends, and that those friends would be our friends' kids, so. But, you know, I have often thought it it really, it would be a really interesting and tricky thing to go from, yeah, we've been married now for a few years. How do you decide to up and change your life? I guess I totally didn't have to experience that because hmm. uh, the first was a surprise, so the second just followed, but. Do just, you think you'll uh, have more? Do you know? So, probably not. I secretly would love to have another surprise baby. <coughs> But as far as choosing a third at this point, I do not think we will be choosing to have a third. It has been tough. And there's just, yeah, there's a lot of life circumstances that I feel like maybe, I don't know, aren't as conducive for us to have a growing family. I mean. Money and house and life like that. 
you'd have to get like a van, you know, like three is like you need a different car, mm-hmm. which I feel van. like. Oh, you already got one. Okay, just kidding. Box checked. Dude, I got the minivan. I love my minivan. Thought I would never have You're a minivan. We have a whole podcast about how obsessed she is with her minivan. So yeah, I, have, I thought I would hate it, and I thought it'd be nerdy, and I love it. I'm I'm happy for you. I have neighbors that have two minivans, two of like the oh exact same van in their driveway. Like a fleet. Yes, and I am like, why? But why did you need? Two of the same uh-huh. car. A big question <laughs> I have. We're greedy. Okay, so you're like, yeah, we probably won't go for three because you don't want to hit reset and like go all the way. Yeah, yeah, and and now that our two are older, so we have a nine and a seven year old. So now, um, she's seven. Our <gasps> seven, dude. Oh, crazy. crazy. So old. Oh my god. <laughs> it's bonkers. So now I'm, yeah, I'm starting to get back to some things I did put on hold to have kids. I put school on hold and career on hold and no regrets there. But uh, now that they're older, I'm starting to get back to school and thinking about working again. So having a third would, in my mind, be difficult to uh, continue those things right now. So can I ask a question? Please. Okay, maybe maybe this will give some context. When I first got married, I would have, I mean, and this hasn't like fully gone away, it's just lesser, but like I would have these crazy anxieties. Like Dan, my husband, was like crashing his car and dying every time he like left me. Okay. I feel like if I were to have a child, I would have <laughs> similar crazy anxieties. Mm-hmm. Do you have these? What do you do with them? <laughs> like, how do you let your child out of your sight fair question yeah i mean i feel like that is perhaps a universal feeling no one as a parent no one talks about that hmm. i've hmm. never heard anyone okay. talk about this like insane anxiety of like is there yeah. are they safe you know sure Oh, okay, the in the early days, I cannot tell you. I mean, early, like, you're still swaddling, like, this is like an infant. How many times I stick my finger under his nose, like, is he breathing? Yeah. Are you still alive? Sure. Yeah, yeah. or like, oh, yeah. oh, I mean, if they sleep too long, you know, my first thought would be like, he's dead. And, and that's, that was like daily, you know, like, just... <laughs> Yeah, like, mm-hmm. moving your kid out of your bedroom, their, like, bassinet pack-and-play type situation, like, into their own room, like, in a crib, like, down the hall, like... Scary shit. That is, yeah, that's like a, that's a nerve-wracking hurdle that you have to overcome, like, to let your kid, yeah, out of your room, out of your sight, you know, like... Oh my, yeah, I mean, I think that some, probably, people are more prone to anxiety, but absolutely I think that that is 100% universal. Mm-hmm. There's a thousand things that could yeah. hurt, maim, kill. What are they uh, going to put in their mouth? What are they going to stick up their belly yeah. button? Um, <laughs> um, God. What? Are they going to turn the stove on? Are they going to fall down the stairs? And guess yeah. what? My kids did most of those things. <laughs> and they're still here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how many life-threatening situations kids can get in before they turn Mm -hmm. one. And I mean, I just remember the sort of mental battle of like, yes, anything could happen. And sometimes, you know, SIDS is a thing. Children die. 
And there are there's no cause. So it's like, okay, you do everything right, and uh, you could still lose yeah. your kid. That that reality is kind of horrifying. And yet, sort of weighing... Th- like, I just remember, like, having these sort of mental, again, like, struggles, battles, where it was like, yes, but statistically... That's very unlikely. We play statistics games Mm. all the time. Every time you get in your car, um, every time you walk down the street or go for a jog or yes, something bad could happen. So I just remember like at some point realizing like I just have to make a choice to like trust that my kid probably is going to be okay. And I think that it was helpful in those moments. I think a spiritual perspective for me, it was really helpful. I also am going to choose to trust that like, even if the worst thing were to happen, like I would be able to overcome. I would be able to be okay because I believe in something bigger and Mm -hmm. I believe in like a God who loves me and would provide for me and loves my kid. And so, but I mean, there were real moments where there's no actual threat. But it's a mental battle, you know what I mean? And I just have to choose, okay, I'm just moving my kid out of here and I'm going to trust that he's going to be okay in his own room when I can't, like, jump up and get him in two seconds. Now it will take me, you know, 13 or whatever, like, to get down the hall. and You counted. Mm -hmm, For sure. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that I can relate, absolutely. Yeah, and I can relate. So I'm I'm probably on the opposite extreme at times where I tend to not think things will be big deals and give my kids too much freedom at times. <laughs> to me, like, the worst is, like, will they die? Probably not. I'm going to let them do this. Fair. <laughs> when they were babies, it was a lot more nerve-wracking because uh, it's new and it's scary and your hormones are crazy and they seem so fragile. But I feel like I quickly learned kids are really resilient. They're really forgiving. And, yeah, I just... They're way tougher than I thought that they would be. So, yeah, I don't know. I I tend to give my kids, yeah, a lot of free range. But I can't say it's necessarily because I've come to some conviction on that per se. Just, I don't know, it's maybe my personality. Mm-hmm. But I do think I've also experienced that there are times when things are scary and tough and there's risk and they've been fine. And then, yeah, again, there's also definitely being able to have a bigger perspective is helpful with the whole spiritual side of things. And I do think that come what may, you know, difficult times or disabilities or serious injuries, I guess I like to think that I I could survive that. We could survive that because uh, we got God to lean on and to hash that out with. And mm-hmm. not only him to trust that my, I guess, kids' lives are in his hands and my life is in his hands. But then another huge aspect, again, for me was having other people involved. Sure. Having family involved, friends involved was just a huge security blanket for me. And, you know, a a husband that's very involved as well. Mm -hmm. Can't forget him. (laughs) So, you know, there's this network of people also (laughs) helping, um, helping discipline my kids and helping love them, help give them positive attention, Mm -hmm. help me and my parenting and, and my husband as well and speak into our lives and other people have ears on my kids. Other people that are praying for my kids. Just stuff like that, I feel like, is really reassuring, at least for hmm. me, knowing that it's not just up to me and my husband. It's not just up to me. Um, sure, we have a huge, you know, the biggest role. But I trust that other people really care about them, are watching out for them, are praying for them as well, and fully involved in their lives. So, I don't know. For me, that plays a big part in some reassurance. 
I feel like that's really like lovely. Like I've never, I haven't really ever thought of that. That's nice. Like the aspect of uh, community. Of the community. Like, um, yeah. I mean, I've considered like the idea of like living life together and being a community, but in terms of like easing anxiety, knowing like I'm not the only one here, you know, like because mm, yeah, yeah. I think that like for an anxious person. What you come to is like, I'm too crazy to have children. (laughs) You know, like, I can't handle that. But I think that that's like a really interesting perspective of like, I know Hmm. other people are involved here. And like, that can give me some peace. Yeah. I mean, as well as like the spiritual aspect. But I think that that's just something I've not considered. Yeah, I've really just sorry, one more thing to add to that. I definitely thought I could so easily fuck my kids up. I know, you know, my issues and I know my tendencies and I know my anger and I know my fears and all this stuff. And I could really do some serious damage, but that is still true. But then I, again, am thankful that there are other people involved as well who can be the kind, sweet, nurturing aunt that they need or the fun, loving, you know, friend of mine that, you know, they go to their house and their parents, whatever, give them the snacks that I don't give them because I'm afraid (laughs) to... Poison them with sugar or something. <laughs> Marshmallow. But fluff. um, so I guess yeah, I've just experienced that firsthand with with siblings and friends who have loved my kids in ways that I'm not naturally gifted in and spoken into our lives in ways that I didn't think they would, and they have, and it's been great. Yeah, that's awesome. People fill the gaps where we where we lack, I guess. Yeah. If we let them. I mean, that is like another thing you touched on, like. Uh, you know, just a parental impact. Like, you play such a huge role in these lives of little humans, you know. And in my adulthood, like, coming to understand more of, like, how my parents have impacted me, that's been a question. I'm like, can I... (laughs) Do I want to impact someone the way that my parents impacted me? Like, Mm, maybe not. You know, maybe we hold off on that. I mean, I think that it's still nice to know, like, everyone's parents impact them. It doesn't mean that everyone is like, can't grow up, you know, like, or can't be functional, healthy human beings, you know. Or vice versa, you know, like... It feels scary. It is scary, and it's like, and you could do everything right. I can think of, like, really quality families where it's like, Mm -hmm. and kids get to choose too. Like, there's just no guarantees in this life, and so it's like, okay, I'm gonna, like, try to use the resources that I have, and obviously I want to, like, try to be the best parent that I can, and yeah, find people to to fill the gaps, the holes. But at the end of the day, like, oh my God, my kid could still make really bad choices and like give me the finger and walk out of my life. Yeah, there's whew, lots of risks. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> why did you it's do it? <laughs> Let's talk about this then. What, okay, so in assessing maybe like cost versus gain, right? Because there are costs, obviously. It's like a real thing. There are many costs sure. uh, when it comes to having children in like tangible and intangible ways. But I would argue also that there are gains. So a couple of things that I was thinking that having a kid provides, I think that in a lot, this is going to sound very cliche, so I'm going to clarify. Mm-hmm. But I think that having a kid in a lot of ways like has saved me from myself especially I think just considering like some dark valleys and experiencing like real suffering in life having a kid gives you a reason to like get up 
get mm. moving. Mm. Like, you can't just check out yeah. because this little human depends on you. And so I think that in moments where it was really tempting just to, like, wallow or sell myself really short or not get out of bed, um, not take care of myself, or I don't pursue things that, like, now looking back, I think would have been detrimental. Instead, it's like I have to sit here and engage and focus and meet these tangible needs. And it gets it gets you outside of like your own head. And so I guess what I'm saying is I think that it saved me from like allowing my world to simply revolve around myself. Because there's times when that's, that's a really dark, pl- in my own head was a really dark place to be. Yeah. So it was helpful like having somebody else to like pour into and invest in knowing that like this matters and me like getting up and getting him ready and being present and trying to provide him with opportunities. And I think that that applies not just in like those really dark valleys of life. Probably each of us will suffer in some way, but just saving me from my own selfishness in general, you know, that's constantly threatening to overtake for me just to make my life about like me, 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 more, more, self, self. Here's this little person that's like, what me? You know, like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yes, you, you, you're good too, you, you're better. And, you know, I'm thankful for that. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I feel like the flip side of it is does not having children inherently make me more selfish? And on one, I mean, on one side, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's the, <laughs> it's the easier route for sure. Like, yeah, uh, right. you know, my life doesn't have to change. But yeah. I, I guess the question of is, is like, what's the moral implication of that? You know, and that's kind of up to each person. I mean, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I can see that with other close people in my life or like, but my dog, my dog is like my child. <laughs> yeah. Come for me if you want. It, it's basically <laughs> the same as having a small child. I got you, girl. Oh, I got yeah. a dog. Yeah. I get yeah. it. I get uh, it. Yeah. I get it. Okay. I, it's, it's real. So, you know, it's like if I don't get out of bed in the morning, somebody yeah. also doesn't get outside. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I can, yes. I can like comprehend that for sure and like totally agree with you. Yeah. So can we choose selflessness mm-hmm. outside of childbearing? Yes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. but man, I guess I'm just grateful. This sort of, I don't, it's not something that I like really considered beforehand. Like, right. Well, I'm thinking about getting pregnant. How, what's this going to do for my, like, selflessness in the future? You know, it's like, <laughs> I didn't think through it like that. But it has been, like... A pleasant uh, surprise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A pleasant surprise. Like, man, I think that this has been good for my character. Yeah. You know? And who doesn't want that? What other, what other like, surprise positives are there to child rearing? Good question. <laughs> um... <laughs> Put me on the spot. <laughs> okay, the, uh, I'm sorry. I, I just have one more thought and then oh, I'm kind of out of it. Do it, do it. There is, uh, there's an ego boost that comes with it in terms of genetic curiosity. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> but like, um, what if your kid's ugly? Is this what you're talking sure. about? Sure. <laughs> well, I just think that like... I did have this sense before having children, like, like what would, you know, 50% of my genes look like passed on? And, you know, there was sort of a curiosity 
And then, you know, like after you have kids and you're sort of watching them develop and grow and you're, you know, you can identify like, oh my God, you got my lips one, um, (laughs) but you also got my love of reading and you got my introversion and um, there's sort of an ego stroke that comes with like, you know, (laughs) watching genes in play in the development of a human that you created. It's, um... I don't, yes, too. and there's a touch of, I don't know, divinity? Oh, man, yeah. like, we've been tasked with creating life. Mm-hmm. Again, like, I just, there's a kind of power and fascination, I think, that comes with that. Sure. That It's just cool to watch you and your spouse's genes and how they mix and what's that look like. And even, I'm sure, having multiple children and you're like, man, this kid got this and this kid did not. You know, like, this kid is totally different. I just, I think it's kind of fascinating. Yeah. To know you're capable of producing life and then to bring that into fruition, something. I had a thought about, there's several practical or, you know, fun or funny surprises, pleasant surprises with having kids, but I guess on like a a deeper level, since you were talking about the selfishness avenue, it made me think of a similar vein where, gosh, I don't know how to say this eloquently. So I, it's been like a good challenge. Mm-hmm. So my life has been pretty easy. Just sure. not going to hide it. I've had a pretty easy life. So then, yeah, okay. Double-edged sword or however you say it. It has been difficult raising kids. Having kids has been difficult. But the other side of that coin is it's been, I think, really good for me, at least personally, to learn to work really hard. Mm. I don't have a great work ethic. I like to take shortcuts, easy way outs. Yeah, TBH, to be honest. Is, is that a saying? It is, it, TBH. It is, okay. definitely. sounds so cool. <laughs> SMH, I mean, whatever. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> yeah, I have had to learn. I've learned, I'm learning to work hard for things that are worth working hard for. You know, fighting for things that are worth fighting for. And with all the challenges of child rearing has come, you know, learning humility and the importance of depending on other people as well. Because I think it is easy to just try and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I just got to be this great parent all on my own with my spouse. But it does help you realize you need help. Um, and I think that's been really good for me to, um, yeah, to learn to depend on other people, to learn to let other people step in and help and set my pride aside. And I think that with the, yeah, the humility and having to work hard and and dur and fight for things, you know, it does play out into other areas of my life as well. I do think it helps with other aspects. Um, Because if I can do it in my parenting theory, I'm trying to do that in other areas as well. And I don't know that I would have learned those lessons otherwise. Mm -hmm. Maybe I would have, but this is the lot I've been given. And so I guess, yeah, I too am thankful that I've learned we don't have to be perfect at it. We will fail. By God, you will fail. And that's okay. And I think it's been good to learn that failure is okay. Plus, you know, what is the definition of failure anyways? It's been good, I guess, and humbling. And it's okay to need people. It's okay to have to apologize to your kids, to own up to mistakes, to apologize to your spouse, to let other people help. I don't know. Those have been just some good lessons as well. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure that doesn't quite scratch your itch of why still does it. (laughs) I mean, I think that like... Yeah, I mean, I just think it's, like, personal. But I, I, it's nice to hear, like, thoughts other than just, like, because. Like, I think mm-hmm, that a yeah. lot of us kind of fall into that, and it's not wrong. But, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of like me. We're like, why would I change my life? Like, why mm-hmm. would I invite 
this kind of hardship. You get yeah. benefits. Yeah. You get positives, obviously, like your child. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, you also have to do some stuff to get there. So it's nice to hear other options or like other thoughts mm-hmm. on like why. Are there other like large costs that you weigh mm-hmm. like... I don't know, you know, like the, you know, vacation loss and, you know, stuff like that. Okay, but I mean, are there other things that, like... Needing a minivan, fuck. I I will not give up my Prius for a minivan, okay? (laughs) I'm too cool already, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that, like... I think something that's scary is just, like, the impact on your marriage. You know, like, Dan, Mm -hmm. my husband, and I, we have created this life together for almost eight years. We've got our uh, stuff set up, you know, like, we have a relationship that exists in, in a certain way. And I do really wonder what it would be like to parent with him. Like, when we got our dog... Honestly, like when we got our dog, like it was hard (laughs) enough to like set expectations on like, how do you take care of a dog? The idea of like adding a a child into the mix and like, what would that do for our relationship is, I mean, it's just an unknown. So it is in in nature scary. Mm -hmm. I have another close friend who's like about to start trying for children and like that was something she said to me sort of recently. It was just kind of like mourning the loss of like her marriage as it has been. I mean, not to say that other good things aren't in the future, but I do think that it's a change that needs yeah. considered. So I don't know. Yeah, that kind yeah. of scares me, if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah. TBH to use um, Allie's. TBH, baby. Very, very so hip. So young. Very hip. That's so cool. Very cool lingo. My God. L Y L. I love you like a sister. L Y L A S. <laughs> I didn't even thank know you. that one. Thank you. That's um yes. like instant messenger. Circa yes, thank you. Two thousand and one. G two G. Um yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that's that that's valid. And that's why people people do things like baby moons and you know, this is our last hurrah. Everything will change, and that's true. I can't speak to long term effects, but yeah. I mean, what was it? You can probably talk more about marriage yeah. than me. Okay, so I only had a year of marriage, Yeah, you know, before having kids. Okay, maybe I'm unique here, but I actually think that uh, it's been kind of really cool in a lot of ways for our marriage. There's a lot of, I think, deeper things that we have learned to progress in, like, quicker. So, yeah, dependence on each other. I guess surface level, you know, communication and giving each other the benefit of the doubt and learning to work together, you know, but I guess I don't know all of what that would have been like because we were only married (laughs) a year before, but I guess I don't feel like it necessarily put a strain on our marriage to the point where I would say, watch out for this because this is going to happen to you or something. Sure. You know, I guess I would never think to say to someone, hey, when you're considering having kids, know that it's going to negatively impact your marriage because I guess I wouldn't say that personally. Sure. Not to say that, yeah, plenty of other people haven't had the same experience and it has been trying for sure. But um, in my personal experience, it's been really positive. And it's also built an attraction, I think, for one another as we see each other overcome things, as we see each other set aside our own needs and desires for the sake of other people. That's really attractive. As I see my husband parent... That's just really sexy, and it, I just—it's really attractive to see him play with the kids and yeah, and engage with them and to teach them, you know, about 
for me, you know, to teach them about God and to read with them and pray with them and be there for their fears and their boo-boos. And that's just, I don't know. I'm smitten by seeing my husband as a parent. Mm. Um, (laughs) I love that. And yeah, you know, it's hard, but again, just like with anything, you have a choice. We've learned to work well together and we've learned to communicate better and we've learned to, we've learned a lot of lessons uh, and I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say life was put on hold. You know, we, with the young kids, yeah, life was different. And then it's different when they're two years old. It's different when they're six years old. Now that they're nine and seven, it's different. And we still have our whole, we have, we have our whole lives ahead of us still. You know, I don't really, I guess, personally feel like I'm missing out on all that much. We've traveled. We've had great experiences Mm -hmm. camping together. And as a family, we prioritize date night and trips, just the two of us. And there's still lots of great things we do with just the two of us. And our kids have grown up understanding mom and dad will have date night. Mom and dad will go away for weekends. We'll be okay at family and grandparents. And it's been great for our marriage personally. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I, yeah, I think that the fear of the unknown is inherently negative, but I mean, obviously you're right. Your personal experience attests to that. Yeah, it's just, it's hard to believe that the unknown will be positive because I don't know it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess if I had one last question, I don't know if we have time, but (laughs) if I am a person that chooses to not have kids, I know that I'll be in the minority. And mm-hmm. I want to support and love my friends that do have kids, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. how do you guys, how do you feel supported as parents? Like, what do, what can people like me do to, like, be involved? Mm-hmm. Because I think because I'm not a parent, I'm not, like, the first choice when it comes to, like, babysitting. Because, like, uh, <laughs> I haven't changed a diaper in, I don't know, you know, like... <laughs> 12 years or something so uh you know i don't think that i'm the first choice for people but i would like to be involved in your kids yeah. lives even if i choose to not have them right. i don't know so what does that look like oh god i'm so thankful i am so thankful that i do have friends that don't have kids absolutely praise god i have a lot yeah dude i mean <laughs> those are the people that at times can be there at the drop of a hat or those are the ladies that can come over and hang out with me at 10 o'clock at night because I'm a night owl. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of my mom friends maybe aren't always. So I'm really thankful for friends that, I guess, okay, that sounds selfish. I'm <laughs> thankful for my single friends for my sake so I can party with them at night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's honest. <laughs> but, um, but no, I have a few girls I'm thinking of don't have kids yet. And they love, God, yeah, they love to come over. And interact with my kids. Gosh, it's really cool to see them loving up on my kids. And and those are people that we do have watch our kids. So I guess, yeah, I feel supported. I mean, I don't know. They are available. They watch our kids. They get our kids Christmas presents, which the kids adore. And sometimes they take them out on little dates, which is sweet. Because then they get this, like, fun attention from someone that's not mom and dad. Um, that's true. You have sort of an undiluted love tank you have adults and maybe animals here and there but you know it does you know it's not like i think that will probably will put you in unique positions especially once you start getting nieces and nephews but yeah Mm -hmm. also like close friends that have kids like you'll have things for sure to give that other parents it's like well i got i've got all this invested in my own family (laughs) And the I'm energy sorry. and the time. <laughs> I don't know. 
The South. I don't know. Family just is this other. Immediately turn into a fucking farmer. You. I don't know. It's very weird. My family. Maybe maybe I just need to make myself more available. And- yeah, and one thing that's helpful is I'm maybe moms aren't always good about asking for help, but something I have felt really loved by by some friends is when yeah they go ahead and take the initiative. Mm-hmm. Hey, I happen to have a free day. Can I take your kids to lunch? It's like by God. Yeah, I didn't know I needed that break, but you offered it, and hell yeah, I'm going to go get some shit done. That's amazing. But taking the initiative, yeah, is huge, because we don't always ask for it. doesn't mean we don't need it, but mm-hmm. uh, when someone else offers it. I remember Jenny doing that, like, before she had kids, like, taking Ella to go get her nails yeah. done, and yeah. yeah, it was like this really special thing, you know, and again, like, you will just... Should you choose not to have children, like, it, yeah, it will put you in a unique position. Because you're right. Most of my peers do have families or are starting now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's going to give you, like, a flexibility to invest in these little lives if you wanted to. All right. Well, this has been an interesting discussion. And thank you for being willing to talk about this. Yes. Because, yeah. you know, yes. you, you really do have a unique perspective here, but it is relatable. Okay, yeah. like, the, it, it may not be in the majority, but there are people out there who are in the same camp as you who are just like, yeah. I don't know, I don't think so, you know, or at least I'm on the fence about it. So being willing to be like, this is what I really think, and here's, you know, yeah. here's sort of my gut reactions, and just appreciate your willingness to be candid there. Yeah, and absolutely. So thanks. Yeah, I mean, you made me come on this podcast, so yeah, uh, you, you got yeah, you got what you paid for. You know, send me the check the later. Che- the check is in the, in the mail. Um, great, 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 mm-hmm. great, great. I never fucking know how to end this shit. Okay, we're done. Cut. Did it. Scene. Okay, I'm just hitting stop. Mm-hmm.